This is your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are beautiful. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. We're not your fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. In today's show, I sit down with Jonathan Baylor. Jonathan Baylor is a New York Times bestselling author and internationally recognized wellness expert who specializes in using modern science and technology to simplify health. Baylor's collaborated with top scientists for more than 10 years to analyze and apply over 1,300 studies. His work has been endorsed by top doctors and scientists from Harvard Medical School, Johns Hopkins, the Mayo Clinic, the Cleveland Clinic, and UCLA. He's the founder of SaneSolution.com and serves as the CEO for the wellness technology company Yopti, Y-O-P-T-I. He authored the New York Times and USA Today bestselling book, The Calorie Myth, hosts a popular syndicated health radio show, The Sane Show, and blogs on the Huffington Post. Additionally, Baylor has registered over 25 patents, spoken at Fortune 100 companies and TED conferences for over a decade, and served as senior program manager at Microsoft, where he helped create Nike Plus Connect Training and Xbox Fitness. In today's show, Jonathan and I ask the challenging question, which is even more relevant in today's growing obesity epidemic, and that is, what if everything you were taught about eating, exercise, weight loss, and health was wrong? We deep dive into some of the most pernicious myths about calories and what you need to do to make sure you're losing weight. The hint is that it's not focusing on counting calories and instead you want to do a few strategic things including some specific superfoods in your diet and taking some of the steps that we discuss in order to optimize your gut health and we're not referring to taking a probiotic. We discuss Jonathan's favorite supplements, products he uses every day, how he trains for optimal health, energy, cognition, and focus, and much, much more. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Jonathan Baylor. Hey everyone, I know you'll enjoy the interview. If you'd like to learn more of my top biohacking secrets, get a free copy of my best-selling book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus for free at biohackersguide.com. It's over 500 pages of my top biohacks and I'll send it to you for free if you cover a small shipping cost. Get your free copy at biohackersguide.com. Jonathan, welcome to the show. It's my pleasure to be here, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you are very welcome. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk with you. Can you share with us your story, how you got into health and fitness and, um, and, and became an expert in the field uh, of nutrition? Well, I will give you the, the short version because it actually dates back to when I was very, very little. Uh, <laughs> when I was little. So here's a short version, Sp- saying it very quickly. Uh, when I was very, very little, I was raised by two college professor parents and had a much older athletic brother who I always wanted to emulate. And I found that like, as I got older and older, I didn't get bigger. I just got like very skinny and lanky. And my goal was to be big and muscular like my brother, but I had a really hard time doing that. So I did what most people who have a hard time getting bigger do. And I spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on supplements every month. I, I became a personal trainer. I talked to big, strong guys and tried to learn all that. And, and I actually paid my way through college as a personal trainer. But I had this really weird experience during that time period because I was naturally thin to a to a fault in quotations. And I would be, I, at that time, I was eating about 6,000 calories per day. And I was working with clients who were way older way more experienced, way better at life than I was. I mean, I'm like 18, 19 year old telling CEOs what they need to do. So it was a little bit of a, of a 
parallel universe. And I put them on like 1,400 calorie diets. When that didn't work too well, I dropped them down to 1,200 calories. It still wasn't working very well. And then I had this epiphany moment where I said, okay, I'm a human being. They're a human being. I'm eating five times more calories than they are. They're not getting smaller and I'm not getting bigger. We're both just feeling like garbage. So then I told my parents about this and they're both college professors. So they were like, Jonathan, well, where are you getting your information? Okay, maybe you need to go directly to the source. So then I went on this 10, well, now it's like 13-year research binge uh, on primary research sources, so academic papers, uh, working with folks at the Harvard Medical School, Johns Hopkins, UCLA, had the privilege of working at Microsoft and the Nike Plus Connects training and Xbox Fitness. And then after all of that, came to find out that a lot, if not everything I was taught as a personal trainer was wrong and that there's a lot of new science that the mainstream is not aware of when it comes to eating and exercise. What are you most excited about? What new and emerging research do you feel like is not yet on people's radars, but should be. It's not new as much. It's almost like old is new again. I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm really encouraged after having spent so much of my life and digging into over 1300 research studies and like going as complicated as possible and then coming out the other end. And it's like, eat the stuff that we ate prior to the obesity epidemic. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like it's real. I mean, people, it's, we can talk about mTOR pathways and leucine and hormones. And it's like, we can make it incredibly complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or we can just be like, look, eat a, eat a lot of vegetables, lots of vegetables. I mean, like lots and lots of vegetables. Uh, definitely make sure you're getting your nutrient dense, non toxic sources of protein. If you're not an athlete, which most Americans aren't, I would focus on getting most of your calories from whole food fats rather than starches or sugars. And if you do that, like you're going to be really, really healthy and you're going to be hormonally healthy and you're going to reverse a lot of the chronic illnesses that we face nowadays. Uh, absolutely. Well, let's start with what did you eat for breakfast today? My breakfast was uh, ground turkey with some salsa and I like spicy stuff. So I put a huge amount of of hot pepper and cayenne sauce on it. And then I had a green smoothie that was made with kale and romaine lettuce and a thing called Garden in My Glass that my company produces, as well as some other goodies, but I don't want to turn this into an infomercial that my company produces. And that was meal one. Uh, I do eat quite frequently, but that was meal one. Well, I'm going to give you permission. Oh, and, to- I'm sorry. And I, I actually, and I ate coconut manna as well, which I love. It's like coconut, but it's made, it's like peanut butter. It's fabulous. Sorry. What, what is that? Coconut manna. It's, it's pureed coconut. So it's like peanut butter, but made with coconuts. Come on. That sounds delicious. It's intoxicatingly good. <laughs> I've unfortunately come to the conclusion that I am not responsible around nut butters, including including peanut butter, which we know is technically a legume. They're consumed within 24 hours, and I usually, despite loving the taste, don't feel so hot afterwards. <laughs> well, yeah, then then definitely steer away from the coconut manna because the I mean the one thing that is nice about it though, and here we can geek out for a second, is coconut. As you know, there's sweet, salty, so on and so forth, these flavors on our tongues. But there's one that isn't talked about much, which is umami, which is the, the taste of kind of like savory and fatty. And MSG is actually the artificial way that, that foods are given the umami flavor. So the reason that foods 
that are flavored in quotations with MSG taste so good is MSG is to the umami flavor what sugar is to the sweet flavor. So it's like refined umami. But there's ways to get the umami flavor, obviously, naturally. Shiitake mushrooms are very high in this flavor. Coconut is very high in this flavor. And that's why dishes made with coconuts, such as curries or this coconut manna, they have this amazing rich, decadent sensation. And because of that, they're really uniquely satisfying. So while, while peanut butter can sometimes be a little bit like Pringles, which is what you pop, you can't stop. The coconut manna, while it is delicious, if, if you can at least, you know, space out your bites by about 30 seconds to a minute, like if you don't just inhale the whole thing, it is very satisfying. Uh, that sounds good. What, what do you put in your shake? Uh, full, I mean, if you're taking your supplements, I want to hear about them. I'm a huge fan of superfoods in the sense that the more you understand about nutrition, the more it's like, holy moly, when we try to say like, take a bunch of vitamin C, then you learn that like, if you take too much vitamin C, it blocks the absorption of this other vitamin. And oh, it's like the Tower of Babel story in the Bible where it's like, oh, we're going to build a tower to heaven. And then it all just collapses because we can't really reverse engineer human nutrition. So what I try to do instead is like, I can't buy thin cell wall chlorella or acai at my local grocery store. If I could, I would. But since I can't, I take them in powdered form. You know, just like uh, if you don't have access to beef and you want to eat some beef, dehydrated beef, a.k.a. beef jerky, is, is a great way to get your get your beef fixed. So, yeah, at store.sayingsolution.com, we have over 80 powdered superfoods. They're not flavored. They're not – no additives, no nothing. It's just like spinach powdered. It's like thin cell wall chlorella and acai and mangosteen and all this fun stuff powdered. And, and my favorite is this thing called Garden in My Glass, which is a proprietary formulation we have of over 20 of these superfoods, as well as a little bit of stevia. So it's a little bit sweet. And I add that to my smoothies because I don't add any fruit to them. So it provides a little bit of uh, sweetener as well. Fantastic. What are your best sellers out of all of those 80 products, 80 superfoods? The so we do a clean whey protein, which is awesome because the ingredients are now. This is crazy. The ingredients are one thing: uh, grass-fed, hormone-free whey protein. No flavoring, no additives, no nonsense. And you would be shocked at how hard. Like I, I was like, I don't want to do a whey, and then I was like, actually, we have to do a whey because the way that I want to use and give my family doesn't exist. So. That's one of our top sellers. Garden in My Glass is a top seller. We provide something called the Cravings Killer Chocolate Truffle, which is a proprietary formulation we have, which like we can geek out on this if you want, you know, really actually targets some of the craving centers in your brain. It's, it's quite delicious and it helps to calm your cravings. We do provide a whole food meal bar, which, which has over 18 grams of prebiotic fiber in it. And this is a great example of a superfood because unless you're eating Jerusalem artichokes all day, every day, it's really hard to get prebiotic fiber from your grocery store. So those are really popular. And then I think those are probably our top four. I think those are our top four. Yes. Why should people eat prebiotics? Why, why should that be something that's on people's radars? And what are your go-to sources of prebiotics? Prebiotics are kind of like short-chain fatty acids. What the hell is this guy talking about? Okay, so <laughs> short-chain fatty acids are a form of fat which is really, really good for you. And it's really hard to eat. Like you're, you're not going to accident. Like it's really easy to overconsume omega-6 fats, right? Because they're in everything we eat in the modern diet. 
whereas short-chain fatty acids aren't really in anything except coconut, basically, uh, and some in grass-fed butter. But the amount of butter you'd have to eat would probably do not positive things unless you're – anyway, separate conversation. <laughs> so prebiotic fiber is similar in the sense that like Jerusalem artichokes are a great source of prebiotic fiber. When's the last time you ate a Jerusalem artichoke, Anthony? Uh, I've maybe had two in my life. <laughs> exactly. Not super common. So prebiotic fiber is very hard to get from foods, but when you do eat it, it is just wonder. It is food for the bacteria in your gut, which is so important. Like I wrote a book, uh, which we were blessed to have. It'll be a New York Times bestseller, USA Today bestseller. I actually just uh, found out and got a copy of the Polish translation, which made me super happy because I'm Polish uh, by, by heritage. So I was like, woohoo! <laughs> Anyway, um, and, and uh, so I talk about how, you know, focusing on calories is, is really a myth. Not that calories are a myth, but the focus on calories as being the primary constituent of wellness is a myth because there are things like this huge ecosystem of bacteria in your gut where when you look at someone who suffers from chronic overweight, they have a consistently different makeup of gut bacteria than someone such as myself who's naturally thin. So we start to say, like, holy moly, there's actually differences in the terms of the gut bacteria in someone who struggles with their weight. It has nothing to do with their willpower or their morality or that they're lazy. It's like, wow, their gut bacteria is literally different. And this is crazy. If you actually took some of my feces and implanted it into their colon, it would change their gut bacteria and their body would burn fat more readily. But I digress. That's called a fecal transplant. <laughs> so, right, right. Um, yeah, so instead of doing a fecal transplant, eating prebiotic fiber can help to do some of that gut bacteria goodness. That's that's what I was going to ask you about next. So there are a lot of people who are dealing with diet resistant, hard to lose weight, and what, at least what I've seen, and, and correct me if this is different than what you've seen in, in working with people, but they it's usually also accompanied by some sort of dysbiosis, whether that's small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, candida, etc. And then that's also usually in part due to the lifestyle of that individual. They, you know, they don't want to give up the wine or the sugar or the fruit and, um, and, and rather see that as almost a less appealing option than just living with it. What do you do in those situations? Is that something where that individual can overcome their propensity to gain weight because of their bacterial composition just by eating prebiotic fibers? Or do they need to do something that's, that's a pretty strong protocol of herbal antimicrobials or zyfaxin and neomycin and some of those things? Very long question, but... <laughs> well, I can give you... I mean, there's, there hasn't been a clinical study that has tested what you just described, but I can tell you what, in my experience, you know, you can't or you shouldn't ever just be like, oh, you know, hey, the way you address your diabetes is just, just to take insulin. Like, don't, don't do anything else. Just take insulin. No, no, no. There always has to be. Like, if you put your hand on a stove and your hand starts burning, the answer isn't just, like, numb your hand or put, you know, some salve on your hand. It's remove it from the stove, a.k.a. eliminate the cause, and then administer healing therapy. So, you know, there does need to be, I, I don't care how much prebiotic fiber you eat, if you're eating sugar and processed starches, you, you're going to not be in a good state. So you have to do two things. One, you have to remove the negative stimulus, but the focus should not be on removing the negative stimulus because we know from human psychology that if you tell someone not to think about a white bear, 
bigger thing about a white bear. It's a very famous study involving a white bear, which, which your listeners can look up if they want. But so what we don't do is get on television and say, just starve yourself and you can eat all the bread you want and you'll lose 26 pounds. I think your listeners probably know what I'm talking about. But what we should do instead is tell people what they should focus on eating in abundance of. And, you know, some people on the Internet want to get on my case because I tell people to eat more but smarter and they think that I'm prescribing obesity. But what I'm saying is as, as anyone who, who kind of thinks for themselves knows the volume of foods you need to eat to achieve optimal health, the volume of food is very high. Right, the amount of vegetables, the amount of, of nutritious proteins is very high. So we need to eat so much of that good therapeutic food that we force out that other stuff. And then, of course, like if we don't get the results we want, then we may need to take the steps you describe. If you were to take vegetables, fruit, and proteins and starchy tubers, what would you say is like your optimal ratio? We're going to keep the fats out of it. We'll say we'll say fats, uh, you know, are, are are being used for cooking and dressings and as a byproduct of the protein source chosen. But how would you break down tubers, vegetables, fruits, and proteins as your ideal ratio? And is there any anything else that you would add into that mix? Is this for an athlete or someone who's pre-diabetic, for example? This is a an American that's about within 15 pounds of their ideal body weight, but they work five days a week, probably 60, 60 hours a week. They've got, uh, you know, they're in their early 30s, early 40s, somewhere in there. Decent state of health. They just want more energy and focus. Gotcha. And I just want to highlight the importance of the question I just asked, because if you ever go on the internet, you get confused with nutrition information. It's because people are talking about different things, right? Like, is is a sweet potato good for a 22-year-old CrossFitter who has 4% body fat? Absolutely. Is a sweet potato great for a 75-year-old woman who has severe type 2 diabetes? And, you know, it's a different, if it's a different question. So uh, the second question, just so I make sure I answer your, yours appropriately, are you talking in terms of volume of food or percent of calories? Volume of food so that it's easier for someone to eyeball it on their plates. Okay, so half your plate should be non-starchy vegetables, period, easy. Well, so the, the protein is going to then be, a, I would say, a remaining third of your plate, recommending based on your body size and activity level between a 25 and a 50 grams worth of protein. Uh, so that's not 25 grams of chicken, that's 25 grams worth of protein. This would be a bigger serving of chicken or salmon, for example. And then starchy tubers, I would actually, I would say for a lot of people, if you look at the number of people who are pre-diabetic, you could do some starchy tubers. You could also do whole food fats, such as like avocados or, or nuts or seeds. Uh, I've seen a lot of people, especially people with hormonal issues, have a, a, some great success with getting those whole food fats to help with hormone production and insulin regulation. Are those individuals usually male or female that you see that benefiting? Both. Fat has really, I mean, I really think we need to heal our relationship with whole food fats. I know sometimes people think of like all, all fat is is something that you get as a byproduct of the, the proteins you eat and you should use, you know, add things to your coffee and cook with a lot of oil. But I mean, like macadamia nuts, coke, the coconut manna I talked about, right? That's a whole, it's, it's a fiber rich fat. So you're getting fiber, you're getting, you're getting short chain fatty acids, you're getting wonderful, easily metabolized calories that don't throw your hormones out of whack. So 
And I just think as a population, we could do really well with taking that which we would normally use a starch for and using whole food fats for. And of course, there's going to be some exceptions there for the, the fitter and more active and more athletic you are, the more the starchy tubers play an important role. Absolutely. So just making sure those carbohydrates are in sync with your energy expenditure and your uh, insulin sensitivity. Yeah, I think people, I think carbohydrates, we like protein, right? I mean, food is powerful stuff, right? So starchy carbs and even sugars, right? I mean, like glucose and ribose can be very healthy for certain people in certain circumstances. But when we're making like global conversations about like the typical American, that's, that's very different than, again, the, the someone, I mean, I have, I've seen pictures of you, you are a very fit individual, you know, you'd be eating very differently than the average American would be. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, and oddly enough, I've found that my energy and cognitive function is better when I keep my carbohydrates in check. Now, I don't know if that's because I got an old man that has Parkinson's and that's something, you know, mitochondrial dysfunction is, is perhaps in some way tied to my genetics, but I do better when I'm more on the low carb slash ketogenic side of things, as opposed to, uh, taking down a ton of insulin spiking carbs. One thing that I think sometimes gets lost in the conversation is like starchy carbs, carbs are energy, unless it's fiber, it's just like pure energy, right? Like your body isn't made of carbohydrate. You don't need carbohydrate to have cells in your body. Protein, obviously we know it's a structural component. Fat is a structural component. Like you, you are made up of fats. So when we talk about, when we look at the, the rates of, of ADHD, Alzheimer's, dementia, I mean, ensuring our fat levels are where they are may play a very important role in the prevention and treatment of these these conditions. So that's just something to keep in mind. That that is very interesting, and it 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 brings to mind whether you know because we do see rapid improvements in individuals that are dealing with some of these neurological disorders when they switch to more of a ketogenic style diet. Now, is that because they're keeping their carbs low and their insulin levels stable and allowing their body to run on, you know, more ketone bodies, or is it because they're just eating more fat? You just brought up a good question. And that's, you know, we talk about things that are essential. We talk about essential vitamins and minerals. We know if you don't eat enough vitamin C, you got problems. That's why it's called essential. There are such things, remember, as essential fatty acids. You can get prescribed omega-3 fatty acids by a psychiatrist to help with cognitive function. Like they, they are therapeutic fats. So, I mean, it's, it's a very exciting thing. One of the things that a lot of clients balk at is when, you know, when I suggest seafood, particularly for the DHA or organ meats and some of those things because they don't taste that good. Are those things you eat yourselves and, and what do you tell clients who you know should be eating those things but they don't like them? Seafood is without question underappreciated. I mean, that's people sometimes talk about, you know, how, how is the same lifestyle that I advocate? They're like, this is just paleo. Well, it's, it's not for many reasons. But one of the reasons it's not is, you know, sometimes when people think about paleo, they think it's just all about meat. The preferred source of protein in a sane lifestyle is seafood. I mean, there's just so, so many benefits to eating seafood in terms of ease of preparation and, and nutrient density. And then there are forms of seafood that folks don't eat at all, which are super good for you. And these are mollusks, things like oysters and clams. Like you want to increase your testosterone, male listeners, you need to start eating some oysters because like the zinc and stuff you're going to get in there, fabulous. So, so what do you do if it tastes bad? Uh, I would, you know, salmon is delicious. Fatty foods are delicious. 
And, you know, chick, let's be honest, if you just eat chicken plain, it's disgusting. We all know that there are certain foods which are only as good as the way we prepare them, right? So, I mean, you can swap clams in for chicken in just about any recipe. So, like, if you're going to make some sort of marinara sauce with chicken, put clams in there or put salmon in there or put tilapia in there. You know, chicken isn't good in and of itself. Tilapia isn't good in and of itself. But, you know, use a low sugar sauce and you're good to go. What are some of your go-to, like, hacks? foods where so for me for example i'll explain this food this question a little bit better wild planet has some great uh wild caught sardines and extra virgin olive oil um there's another company the name escapes me at the moment but they make some canned oysters that they make eating these foods a little bit more convenient what are some products like that that you find yourself going to on a weekly basis uh convenient but superfoods well, of course, the two, you know, plug, plug, the Cravings Killer Bar and Meal Bar that my company sells, those are, I eat those daily, and they're fantastic. Uh, in terms of things other companies sell. And, and where, where can we get those? I want to look them up while we're talking. Yeah, it's store.sanesolution.com. And you'll, you will not find anything. I mean, there's, that. yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so the, uh, the other thing, the biggest one, I would say, everything you just mentioned, canned seafood, Rockstar, love it. I get it at Costco. I get it on Amazon. Super cost effective. The other, the biggest one I would say, Anthony, are desiccated beef liver tablets. And I get mine through a company called Beverly International. They're called Ultra 40. It's pure uh, Argentinian beef liver. And yeah, eating eating organ meats is a, is a tough pill to swallow. And frankly, these pills are kind of tough to swallow because they're huge. But they are a great source of a huge number of vitamins and minerals. And they're a whole food, which is great. Fantastic. I think I think there's some great takeaways there. Jonathan, I know you're a very busy man. I really, really appreciate your time. I mean, just in the short amount we talk, I've learned a lot. I've got a couple windows up. I want to check out some of your bars myself. They sound fantastic. And I think the challenge that a lot of us have is it's sometimes it's difficult to eat healthy. And when we feel like we need to cook everything from scratch and grocery shop and all that, it can be overwhelming. But some of these little hacks, like the, the products and the superfoods that your company is producing, make that much simpler for people. And I appreciate your time. Thank you. I've had a blast. Oh, my pleasure, brother. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. <laughs> thank you. And uh, if people want to find out more about you and some of these products, again, where, where are the best places for them to connect with you and, and check out what you're working on? please go to sane, S-A-N-E, solution.com. Again, that's sane, solution.com. And we have some amazing free blueprints and food lists that you can sign up for. And then you'll also see information there on how you can check out our superfoods if you'd like. Again, that's sane, solution.com. Is there a way that if people want to connect with you more personally, uh, that they could do that? Yes, we actually just started, well, not just about six months into it, but we, we now took a live seminar that we do here in Seattle, and we, we built some proprietary technology where we can actually do it online now. So we have this half-day interactive masterclass where we actually start a personalized plan with the attendees. It's, it's pretty amazing. You can join in the comfort of your own home, and you can learn more about that at sane, S-A-N-E, seminar.com. Again, that's sane, seminar.com. And I am the facilitator there, so you get to spend a whole half day with me and my face will be on your screen. So that'll be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Jonathan, thank you again, my friend. Have a great day. I appreciate talking with you. Uh, It's been fun. This episode is brought to you by the Dream Spa. What is the Dream Spa, you ask? 
Well, let me give you a little bit of a background because it will provide some context to the mechanisms for how this machine works and how it can help you. So scientifically, light is a nutrient for the body. And just as plants need sunlight to thrive, humans need light to maintain health and well-being. Human cells are activated by particular frequencies and wavelengths of light absorbed as photons. Albert Einstein even received the Nobel Prize and changed the course of physics for his incredible discovery on how photons these fundamental particles of light interact with matter, known as the photoelectric effect. His discovery laid the groundwork for our understanding of the vital role light plays in our biology. So human cells are activated by fundamental particles of light called photons. And at the cellular level, these photons influence our mitochondria, which are the little energy powerhouses in our cells that produce ATP, to produce energy. The photons produced by the dream spa are absorbed by the body through the skin and acupuncture points. The fiber optic properties of connective tissue in our bodies conduct this light and channel it throughout the body. Cells in the human body go through approximately 100,000 chemical reactions per second. And these are not random events, but actually a highly controlled process in which the light acts as the communicator that makes the reactions happen at the right moment and at the right place. So in contrast to the chaotic light produced, for example, by an electric light bulb, biophotonic waves are coherent, which allows them to be modulated and act as information carriers in the body. It stimulates cellular repair and regeneration, recharging the body like a battery and helping to reboot the brain. It's also very helpful with managing stress and maintaining a cool, calm, relaxed state of being. The Dream Spa system, it's comprehensive and a natural solution to the effects of aging and stress like overcoming low energy, fatigue, poor sleep, stress, moodiness, brain fog, aches and pains, as well as the physical signs of aging like lines and fine lines, wrinkles, and hair loss. It's based on over 30 years of research by NASA, the National Institute of Health, universities and researchers around the world in the fields of biophotonics, bioenergetics, photobiomodulation, tissue optics, cellular communication, phototherapy, stress management, and anti-aging. I use my Dream Spa three to four times a week, typically while meditating. And now for a limited time, you can save 10% on your Dream Spa by entering the discount code BIOHACKS, that's B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S, at www.lighthealthresearch.com during checkout. Once again, that website is light, L-I-G-H-T, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, research, R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H dot com, and you enter discount code biohacks to save 10% on your dream spa. This episode is brought to you by Bioptimizers. That's B-I-Optimizers dot com. And more specifically, there are two products that I use every day, Masszymes and P3OM Probiotics. Masszymes is a medical-grade enzyme formulation that increases your enzyme potential, allowing for optimal protein digestion and absorption necessary for growth. Additionally, the formulation cleanses your GI tract of undigested protein while improving energy and cognitive function, all the while reducing the resources needed for the metabolization of food. And less resources being allocated toward the metabolization of food by your body means more energy for you. Masszymes is the strongest proteolytic enzyme formulation on the market today, and at 85,000 HUTs, it contains more protease per capsule than any other formula. P3 
P3OM probiotics are a patented probiotic formula developed by one of the world's leading probiotic experts. P3OM uses a patented process to enhance L. plantarum's capacities, resulting in a new super strain that may be the most powerful probiotic developed. This probiotic is designed to help you combat viruses, retroviruses, and super bacteria. I use P3OM and Masszymes every day, along with a number of other probiotic supplements that I cycle, which is an important aspect of getting the best effect from your probiotics. So you never want to take probiotics. You never want to take the same probiotic every single day, and you never want to take the same amount every single day. So I am constantly cycling in different probiotics that I have found to be the most effective, changing up their dosage to keep the body adapting and constantly evolving. So you can save 10% on your first order of P3OM probiotics and masszymes by going to buyoptimizers.com. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com and entering discount code biohacks, that's B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S, at checkout. So once again, that's masszymes and P3OM probiotics, and you can save 10% on your first order at buyoptimizers.com with discount code biohacks.